This is the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Anything Goes with Jackson Neal. I'm Jackson Neal, of course, here for episode number 119. Today, Lost Boy Crow is on the show. I caught up with him recently while he was in Philadelphia to talk about his latest project, Santa Fe. Before we jump into that, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platforms, as this is everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Basically, wherever you like to listen to a podcast, you can find this one there. And by rating and subscribing, you make sure you get every new episode on each Tuesday and Thursday. So, earlier this year here in 2019, Chris released his project Santa Fe under his name, Lost Boy Crow. It's a music project he's been doing for several years now, and one that he's found some success with. And the Santa Fe project uh, has been one of his best, in my personal opinion. It's this project where he made it while staying in New Mexico for a couple days, although the journey there was even getting a a little rocky. Uh, He tells me about being sick on the way there, uh, how he was only able to really be healthy for a couple days while there, but it was him and a ton of his friends staying at this Airbnb near Santa Fe of all places, Uh, there's the album name, and by staying there, the the location kind of inspired him, Uh, he's never really been there before, but he decided this would be the perfect place to record the album, and it's just a really, really cool story about how this whole project came to be, and the whole concept for this record came to be. So, in this interview, I talk with Chris about that, uh, about his time in New Mexico, about what it kind of means to him and the different things they did while they were staying there, the different episodes of Black Mirror they were watching. So it's a really, really fun time I had talking with Chris. So let's jump right into it. All right. So just how is this tour going? Oh, it's going swimmingly well. And I, I couldn't have asked for a better group to be, be hanging with every day and get to play music with. And I think everybody's just so invested in... Um, one another like succeeding and having a good time so that's always key you said you knew some of the guys coming in so that's always helpful absolutely yeah i've had the pleasure of uh knowing the the guys in floor for many many years and so that's been really fun to like get to take what we all do and what we've done separately and like be able to do it together the same nights you know on the same stages makes makes it easy like you like a guy said no more crippling anxiety of who's gonna get mad at each other day in and day out. Exactly, because you might get mad anyways, but like at least when you know everyone and you have that understanding, like you can come to a resolution so much easier, you know, it's it's really spoiled. So I want to go to that Project Santa Fe and the whole kind of concept of it. Why why New Mexico, why Santa Fe? Um, I, I chose New Mexico because I always loved just like this sort of, um, the high desert sort of like I don't know it gave me like really like desolate but like peaceful vibes and and when it came time to make the the album I knew I wanted to pick somewhere outside of LA somewhere outside of my comfort zone outside of my like community Uh, but I also didn't want it to be like you know one big like tropical party but I also didn't want us to like get snowed in anywhere so I was like all right New Mexico might be the perfect crime because it's like, it's that high desert, it's going to be like kind of snowy, but again, it's like, it's desert, you know, we're, we're, we're not in danger of like 
an ice storm, but like it won't be like, you know, Cancun or anything. Like we can, we can get some work down. We can kind of hunker down inside the house and like um, hopefully discover like the sounds and the, and the, you know, uh, content that we want. And that's what happened. So um, I'd always kind of traveled through Albuquerque a lot as a singer songwriter before Lost Boy Crow. And really enjoyed the people and, and the welcome with which I was received, but had never made it up to Santa Fe. And so kind of landed on Santa Fe for a few reasons, but that being one of them, I loved um, my time in New Mexico and the people there, but I'd never been to Santa Fe and always heard these great things. So it seemed like the perfect place to kind of retreat to and uh, discover where the album would live. And there's no way you can get distracted by going on a beach in Santa Fe, not like Cancun. No, not quite. The, the, especially not in January, man. I mean, that, it was like a kind of like a ghost town, but in a really cool way. Mm -hmm. How long were so? How long were you there? Well, we were supposed to be there. I think for eight days. I ended up getting. I don't want to exaggerate, but let's say deathly ill with the flu. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'll backtrack a little bit. It was going to be me and some friends going to Santa Fe, setting up shop, gear, some keyboards, guitars, seeing what happens. Um, my other friend Brandon and I, who produced um, some songs like OJ and Stargazing with Patrick Bateman, he and I were going to drive all the gear there and everyone else was going to fly and meet us there. So everyone else flew there and he and I started driving the gear. I got deathly ill. We stopped halfway in Flagstaff because I was so sick. Ended up getting, you know, diagnosed whatever with the the flu and like ear infections, and our car broke down. Oh my god! So by the time we got there, everyone had been there for a couple of days and kind of gotten acclimated. Not everyone had knew each other at that point, so it was kind of actually really serendipitous. Um, people there got to kind of bond before he and I came and showed up, um, and then I think I think we were there still for like five days at that point, and I was well enough to make music for like three or four of those days okay. so yeah it was it was cut short but it ended up being just such a part of like the whole experience and like the bonding and everyone was um i called everyone when i was in flagstaff i was like are you guys sure you want me to come and like still want to do this and everyone did so it was, it was really cool and we all got closer and we were all wearing little like face masks the whole time it was adorable so well, and by you guys getting stuck in Flagstaff, they were there for a couple of days with no musical equipment because you guys were bringing that. Right. So it's like they had, they couldn't even make music if they wanted to. They just had to bond first. Exactly. They had to bond, and those those because everybody there was a, a couple different friend groups um, that kind of came in shifts over the eight days. There was some overlap, but that first friend group didn't. Um, they didn't really know each other that well, so it was really cool in, in a way for them. They all met on the plane there. And like, <laughs> Yeah, they sat next to each other, and um, yeah, I think they had a, a good time. And by the time we got there, everyone was like, it was like they'd been to war together or something. <laughs> How do you think that impacted like the music that you guys were able to make? Uh, I think it just really allowed us to get on the same page and to sort of let our guards down. And just by, like I said, by the time I got there, and then by the time, even a couple days later, by the time I felt well enough to try singing, we had all sort of been through this weird thing together um, and I feel like it was just really conducive to us um, again just being open and receptive and 
um, you know, watching Black Mirror episodes together every night, which led to songs like San Junipero and stuff like that. So it was definitely affected it. I think. So, who who did you invite? Who were the people that came with you? Oh man, I have I have to remember now. Um, my buddy Cody Tarpley was there. He and I have worked together for years. My buddy Mero, um, my friend Rachel Knobloch, who's done a lot of art with me. She was there kind of documenting everything. My buddy Dylan from Floor, who plays bass in Floor and produces uh, with them. He and I did Waste of Time. We wrote it in Santa Fe together. That was the first song we, we actually got done in Santa Fe. Um, my buddy Brandon Hallam, he goes by Real Milk. Um, he was the one driving there with me. I got him sick on the way there and it hit him later. So he was actually quarantined the whole time. No one saw him. Like he was, he took them, we were in an Airbnb, he took the master bedroom and um, we'd go out for like dinner or something and come back and there was like evidence of him. Like, like something like he'd made dinner or like, you know, watched, like there was evidence of him, but, but we never saw him. And to testament to him, he did a great job of like, Staying quarantined because no one else got sick. Did he like work on music while still being? Like, no, he was like dying. It was okay. so bad. I had antibiotics. He didn't have anything, um, so he was in bad shape. But we had ended up. Uh, he and I had worked on some songs like Orange Juice, Stargazing with Patrick Bateman, and Map just before the trip. And I didn't know if those were going to live on the album or not. So when he, we all went to work on the album. He wasn't able to work, and then those songs ended up being the first three songs. <laughs> in a row on the album so it was I was really glad that it worked out that way because he couldn't participate on the actual trip but he and I ended up still making three songs on the album together so it's really so still all kind of worked out yeah definitely so I kind of want to get into Santa Fe and just the whole how that landscape affected the project because like you sounds like you really kind of had an idea of why you wanted to go there specifically so you mentioned it's kind of desolate there it's kind of like a ghost town how did that maybe influence how the kind of music that came out of the whole experience Mm, I think it kind of feels like um, it's just it's very reflective it's like I'm, I'm trying to think how best to describe like uh, the sky like the sunsets were always like purple and clear skies but like purple and, and kind of like cold out it was January so it was just this very kind of set the tone right off the bat of like this very like introspective, reflective, sort of like you're looking at something beautiful, but it's, it's, it's just very pensive. And so the album to me kind of became this sort of cyclical um, conversation of me talking to my past self and my past self talking to me. And, and I think that definitely it wasn't the idea necessarily going in, but it kind of came about just being so like, um, you know, awestruck of like just the rolling hills and the purple sky and like the quiet. I remember it was, I've never, I've never heard such profound silence because we were on the outskirts of the city, kind of in these hills, and you'd go outside and like, I mean, truly hear nothing, truly hear not a sound, and that's like a very profoundly beautiful thing to hear. So. That kind of reminds me, one time I went in like caverns underground, like Luray Caverns out in Virginia, yeah. and like they turn the lights off and you're in pitch black and you don't hear anything. And it's, you've, you realize how you've never felt that before. And yeah. It's a crazy feeling. I was going to say cavern. It was very like cavern-like, just that profound silence. That's exactly what it was, for sure. So 
you know, you kind of mentioned the music being kind of personal and reflective. Is being in that desolated, isolated place, did that make you, allow you to make more personal, per, music that was more personal than you ever have made before kind of thing? Was this some of the most personal music you would say? Definitely. I think it's absolutely the most personal music, as, especially as a body of work that I've released. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of that was the location and also just the, I don't know, like if decision's the right word, but just the, 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 the ability to start every song on guitar, which is pretty much how every song on the album uh, uh, was started, also just allowed me to be a little bit more raw and come from like a very um, lyric and vocal-centered place. Less, less about the production, even though it was, there's a lot of cool production on the album. It was all like kind of about the voice and like the lyric. Do you usually start all your songs with guitar, or is that something new you did? I do it? now. I, I had before, just um, out of necessity, and then a lot of the early Lost Boy Crow stuff was kind of Dylan and I, you know, messing around. Uh, he would show me a track, and I would kind of write something over it, or um, we would take a song I'd written on the guitar and kind of make it completely different. And so, I, with the album Santa Fe, I wanted to get back to that place of like writing on the guitar and kind of keeping that element of like, the songs don't sound singer-songwriter as far as the genre, but it is a singer-songwriter, you know, in the literal sense of, of both those components. So I keep hearing that this was, going down to Santa Fe was this kind of thing for you to almost get back to kind of your roots. Mm -hmm. Do, would, is Santa, you're from Oregon. From Oregon, so I'm trying to. From Oregon, live in LA. The album's called Santa Fe. What was there? Was there anything about Santa Fe, maybe like the quiet or something, from that reminded you of your hometown that maybe contributed to trying to get back to your roots like this? Yeah, I think just yeah, more than anything, like the ability, with the profound like silence and the ability to reflect, allowed me to reflect on that. And and I knew going into it that Santa Fe would be a special place because it, it was. Um, the title of the first song I ever sang in front of people is Santa Fe. It's from this musical called Newsies. Oh, yeah. And um, so that was also like kind of a, a something I realized after I decided we wanted to go to Santa Fe. It was like, oh, yeah, it's actually means a lot to me because it was Santa Fe was the first song, the name of the first song I ever sang in front of people. And so kind of that was one more component going into it where I kind of resolved to like make this about, you know, like kind of future nostalgic um, kind of re reflecting on, on life type thing because it was, Santa Fe was that first song I'd sung in front of people. I didn't know what to expect about any of this. I didn't know how I was going to try and pursue music and just that sort of like hopeful naivety and like yeah. talking with myself now and getting back to that place of like, um, sort of innocence on the, on the guitar and like writing and making mistakes and stuff like that. So. And it's kind of cool that it's all happened on your debut, your debut full-length project. Yeah, yeah, I'm really grateful that it did. Yeah, definitely. And with this being your debut full-length, you know, you've released a couple EPs. Obviously going to a new place to record was something you knew you wanted to do different for this full-length. But what were some other things that you thought maybe, let's do different for this project? Um, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to go was that we intentionally limited our resources because today when you're working even in someone's bedroom or living room you kind of have this unlimited soundscape of plugins and sounds and things that you can sound like anything you, there's an unlimited sound bank you know so I wanted to go somewhere and you know have everybody working on the same 
two keyboards and the same two guitars. We went to Santa Fe, I went to a, an old guitar shop, old used guitar shop. I bought an acoustic guitar, an electric guitar, and we used that on every, every song. You know, stuff like that, kind of like intentionally, um, not just using like actual instruments again, but using the same instruments on a lot of the songs and, and sort of like challenging our creativity by limiting our resources, if that makes sense. That was the main thing I wanted to do with the album. Because nowadays it's almost, you can get lost in having everything. Yeah, there's like, you can have whatever sound you want, you know, but there's something special about going to an old guitar store and like buying a shitty acoustic and like a, an interesting electric and that's what you got. And then make it sound, make it sound how it's going And then sound. discovering the sounds that that yeah, could exactly. give you. Exactly, because we went there to discover a sound and so that was really part of it. You know? That's awesome. So, um, so I just kind of want to also know, when you're, when you're in Santa Fe these couple of days, can you just take me through an average day, what it was like day in and day out being there? Okay, yeah, we would wake up late. <laughs> I at least had an excuse, I was very sick. But we kind of wake up late. Um, I would wake up late. People would kind of already be in their corner of the house working on something, whether it was a song we started or just kind of like their own thing. Um, and we would uh, usually like kind of dive into a song idea right away because someone would already inevitably be working. So we'd kind of just get together. I'd kind of float around the house and and see what Cody was doing or finish, try and finish that idea. I started with Dylan yesterday, something like that. Kind of work on stuff for a bit, kind of low pressure, still early in the day. And then we would make dinner reservations at this place called Pasquale's. Um, it was just like, it was just this amazing uh, New Mexican restaurant in sort of Old Town Santa Fe and we decided that was, that was gonna be our spot. So I guess we would work on music, then we would um, kind of kidding ourselves, trying to decide where we wanted to eat, inevitably end up deciding Pascal's every night. Yeah. And then we would go do that, come back, work on music again, until like, you know, midnight, one in the morning, we'd watch an episode of Black Mirror and then go to bed. What was your go-to order at Pascal's? Oh man, I actually tried something different every time. I think the bison burger was the main one that I remember being just excellent. Really? I've never had yeah. bison burger. Oh, I recommend, man, I recommend. They're very like, it's just, it's, I mean, I guess it's like anything depends how it's done, but they're, it's more lean and I think it's quite flavorful as well, but yeah. What kind of episodes of Black Mirror did you guys watch? We... I'm a big fan myself, so I'm just curious. Oh man, I'm forgetting which, the names of the ones that we watched. I know it was like, whatever season would have been out, the, the last season before this last season. Okay. Most recent season. Um, so we did watch San Junipero, which ended up being a song, title of a song off the album, Santa Fe, and uh, that one really um, jumped out at me and spoke to me, and I knew it was going to end up as a song on the album. So, yeah, I'd say San Junipero was like the, the favorite episode that we watched. What, what about that episode, I guess, maybe inspired that song and really just jumped out at you? Oh, man, it's just so... Um, I'm having a hard time describing it. It was just so profoundly like the human experience. It, it's, it's, I don't know if you've seen it, it's, it's about, it's kind of about 
time travel in a way. It's not about that, but like that's a component of the episode is, is this time travel and sort of chance and like being in the right place at the right time and, and, and how connections with people kind of exist outside of that finite concept of time. And again, it's not really a, about the concept of time as much as it is about um, like just this hopeless, beautiful, despite all like skepticism and, and whatever else, like this clinging to the idea of like it's not too late to, um, to like really be vulnerable with someone and like to love someone despite um, really everything and despite yourself, most of all. And at least that's what I got from it. And I think, I think it was such a beautifully done episode um, that I think a lot of people can probably project different things they're going through into it. And that's kind of my takeaway was like this, getting back to this place of like hopefulness despite myself and despite everything when it comes to like being with someone or the idea of love. And, um, kind of tying that into the album Santa Fe, which so much of that is just um, written from a place of gratitude um, towards my family and my upbringing and, and the experiences and, that I had growing up and, and those memories I cherish with my family. So kind of also like an innocent idea of love as well, not, not just romantic, but just that, um, you know, the, the beautiful memories that I do have are, are the proof that like those things exist in the world and kind of giving me hope you know and i just found it i just found it interesting you watching black mirror the whole concept of the show being the reflection of technology giving mm. you know us of us and then you keep using the word reflection in describing this project yeah I just found it kind of like an interesting yeah i correlation. never thought of it like that but yeah absolutely kind of funny how things work out like that you yeah. guys just choose to watch that show project about being reflective yeah exactly exactly it definitely impacted it so this tour is going well you have your debut record out People are loving it. It's really good. If I could give you a compliment. Thank you, I, thank you very much. Just, just how are you feeling right now? Where's your mind at? I'm excited. You know, I, I worked hard and long on this record. And, um, you know, it's one thing to have it out in the world and have, you know, people tell you they like it or repost it on, you know, social media, whatever. It's a whole other thing to be able to play it in front of people. And that's really what gets me excited and keeps me motivated so it's been great to be able to tour with these songs and see the reactions they get live and, and have people you know come up to me and tell me what they mean to me in person so that's that's a whole other dynamic um, a whole other factor of, of seeing the art that you make and, and feeling like it, it matters out in the world, out in the wild, it's natural habitat. I feel like recording is, is an art and it's something I love doing, but when I play shows or go on tour, I'm reminded that like, that's really why I do this, to take the music to people in person. And so I'm having time in my life doing that and it's just making me excited to like, for the next stuff, you know? I wanna put more music out and tour with that because that's what it's all about. And a big thank you to Chris for coming onto the podcast. Remember, go down into the show notes. The first two links you'll find, one will be to check out Santa Fe so you can go listen to that project in its entirety. And the second one will be a link to follow Lost Boy Crow on social media so you can keep up to date with everything that he is up to. And with that, that'll wrap it up for this episode of Anything Goes with Jackson Neal. Thank you so much for checking it out. 
Remember, new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. You can find this podcast on your favorite streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, all of those places. So make sure to check out and subscribe wherever you like to listen. Also, visit jacksonneilpodcasts.com to find out my sports and music discussion podcasts, which are updated on there as well. Now, if you're a really big fan of the show, maybe consider becoming a subscriber on Patreon. There, you get access to cool bonus content right here from this podcast, including bonus questions I ask during interviews. I didn't do any with Chris this time, but for most of my other interviews, there are bonus questions as well. To get access to those bonus questions, as well as the bonus segments for my sports and music podcasts, you just have to sign up for a couple dollars a month or even a buck a month. So make sure to go down over to Patreon, link in the show notes to that so you can check that out. You know, I write, record, produce these podcasts myself as a full-time college student, so any little bit of support really, really does help me spend more time on these. If you want to stay up to date on everything I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JacksonNeil20. Today's music is by Analog by Nature with their song CDK Sunday. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you all next time.